0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 282 for the week of October 12th, 2013. I'm Chris Privetier, here with RPGamer's latest and greatest peeps. First off, Anna-Marie Privetier, my wife, my confidant, and the girl I like to tickle. Cheep, cheep. Cheep, cheep. I don't know what that means.
1: You said peeps.
0: I did? Oh, peeps. Yes! That means I put you in microwaves and explode you. you. No! Starting off with Emmanuel Marino. You know, I think you're playing this
2: up. Last time I heard, she was the lady who stole your MMs.
0: It's true. Bitch. All right. I'm going to move to England and hang out with John Yearworth.
3: Do you really want to come here? I mean, really?
0: Well, why not? What's wrong with it? That's where Harry Potter is.
3: I can watch the Quidditch. Right? That's a good point.
0: Yeah. See? No problem. So we're gonna do hey, that. It's your money. It's my money. <laughs> no, I'm gonna you're gonna buy the ticket for me because you're lonely, right? No? <laughs>
3: Darn it. Oh yeah, I'm really lonely, Chris.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh we're back. It's another week. It's fall. It's starting to get miserable and weather. This is the part of the year where I start to get become cranky because the sun goes away, the temperatures get cold, and the long cold winter of Wisconsin Begins. But not to depress you that much. Um, something happy. Winter week, is coming. Right? Join yeah. the curling team. That's right. That's what they said at work.
1: Uh, a great you know what this all means, that.
0: right?
2: What does it mean? It means we get to go to yoga class and drink our pumpkin spice lattes
0: afterwards. Oh, I could go to hot yoga. You're right. And then drink some pumpkin spice lattes. <laughs> That'll make me lose weight. You know, pumpkin spice lattes are actually all around me already. I mean, that is... You're totally right. As soon as October hit, it was like pumpkin spice month everywhere.
2: Wait, what's that joke going around? If you say pumpkin spice latte three times in a mirror, a white girl in yoga pants will appear behind you and tell you about the things she loves about fall.
0: (laughs) I'm going to try that. That is truly terrifying. It's probably true. Oh, so what is uh, what is people's fall gaming been including? Pokemon! Pokemons! Gotcha to go The Pokemons! Okay, never mind. Um, so, you, you, we downloaded Pokemon last night, didn't we, Anna? Yes. On uh, Via the eShop. Because we couldn't wait for our Toys R Us copies to get here. So, we canceled that order and got eShop copies instead.
1: Well, I also wanted to get the eShop copies because you lose your Pokemon games.
0: I've lost one Pokemon game. Mm-hmm. Well, except, no, wait, I lost red and yellow as well. Mm-hmm. I've lost three Pokemon game now. Where's Pearl? Uh, I know where that is. It's over here. I have that. Okay. I have Pearl and white. Okay. And diamond, actually. So, um, how do I make my Pokemon bank?
1: I don't know. I haven't looked into that yet.
0: Okay, I'm going to look into that. I want to make my Pokemon bank. Uh, okay, uh, is that all you've been playing this week, Anna?
1: No, no, no. I also finished Etrian Odyssey Untold, Millennium Girl. Oh, you finished the game! Yay! Yay! So, it was quite good. I quite liked the story. It was very fun. But um, I totally cheated this week. So, there is this thing in the game that lets you like put down arrows, and then your characters just walk around the arrows. It's like an auto-walk. Mm -hmm. And I got the smart idea to put it on auto-walk and then hold down the A button with, like, a bottle of honey and walk away. So when I decided to reclass my characters to get them more stat points, I, uh, yeah, I just set it up so that it would play itself for a while so that I could re-level. And that was fun. So, yeah, no, the story's really good. Um... The final boss is actually really easy on easy. I was kind of disappointed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, embarrassingly easy on easy. I think I Yo, dog, one. I heard
2: you liked your games easy, so I put some easy in your easy game mode. Right. Yeah,
1: this, this was like, the end boss was easier than any other boss that I had what? fought before there.
0: Yeah, it was weird. Okay, so just to give you uh, some perspective... I saw how Anna was leveling her characters and I said, screw that crap, I'm going to do that in Etrian Odyssey 4 on normal mode, which is you know a lot harder than Etrian Odyssey untold on easy mode in like every way. So I've been leveling my characters to, I, and I've got a bunch of them at 70, I've reclassed them, I've got a bunch of extra skill points, I pump my characters up, I go to the dungeon I should be in to do a quest that I should be able to do at a way lower level and one of the FOEs destroyed my party after a 30 minute battle of attrition. <laughs> Alright, this is not, not the end boss, not even the boss of the, just, it mm, just doesn't matter. Game's a lot more, a lot more um, difficult. Anyway, uh, Funitmon says you should play the sixth stratum.
1: Yeah, I don't know if that unlocked because I was in story mode. I think you need classic mode to get into the sixth stratum.
0: Oh, okay. See, it it sounds like you're not actually done with the game yet, but you're done with the game because the story's over. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So, I also downloaded Sweet Fuse, and I'm almost done the second day. Yeah.
0: Oh, he says it's in story mode, too.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I haven't gone back and played it because, honestly, yeah, with the story done, I feel completely satisfied. Maybe there's a
0: real ending that you don't realize.
1: Maybe. Maybe. But I've moved on.
0: Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, Sweet Fuse. Good so far. Oh, no, 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 no. What is Sweet Fuse?
1: So, Sweet Fuse is a dating game where you play as the niece of Keiji, Keiji Inefune, like the concept guy.
0: The Mega and Man guy.
1: The Mega Man guy. And so the game opens up with you going to his um, video game theme park and him being kidnapped by a giant pig.
0: That makes sense, right?
1: Yes. Piggy, piggy, piggy. Piggy, 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 piggy. Sue, sue. Anyways, so I am being challenged with various tasks that if I do not correctly get through them, I die. And I'm the only girl with six guys, and I presume I'm going to be able to hook up with one of them at the end.
0: If you're lucky, maybe you can hook up with all of them.
1: No, oh, no. there's probably an ending for each of them. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I haven't decided which of them I like, although I'm really digging the hooker so far. He's
2: kind of fun.
0: He looks like a street punk. He doesn't look like a hooker. <laughs> Do you He's mean like the, a- male yes. the male escort?
2: Yes. male escort. And, and uh, wait, excuse me, hostess. Host. Host, male host, would be a host he, he yeah. calls
1: himself a male escort
2: oh then he actually is so yeah. i
1: just cut the middleman and call him a hooker
2: uh uh uh, uh and they're not hookers that's why you pay the extra $1000
0: a night <laughs> <laughs> you pay extra so they won't have sex with you
1: <laughs> anyways it's a joke, yeah but so honestly yeah the the guys are like um a a high school idol master um a police officer a journalist, a seer. Wait,
0: wait, wait. A high school idol master?
1: Yeah, so he's like an idol? He like does commercials and no, stuff? No. the same. idol
0: master is the one who organizes idols and oh, raises their empires. Idol, then. Yeah, don't, don't, I know idol masters.
1: I apologize, good sir. So an idol, a police officer, a journalist, a seer, the hooker, and a uh, neat
0: is there a policeman, an Indian, a cowboy, and... Um, no, oh, this construction work. Construction this, work. no, this
1: isn't YMCA, my dear.
0: <laughs> That'd be awesome. Village people, but yeah.
1: Anyways. Yeah, it's interesting what I've played so far. Um, I like the level of freedom that you get for choice so far. I'm hoping that it will continue at that level. And other than that, I've been playing Pokemon X and Y. So I got X, and you got Y, and I'm probably going to finish the first gym while we're on the podcast.
2: Ah!
0: <laughs> I'm already behind. There's no hope for me. Sorry. That's why when you chose Fennekin, I immediately chose Froakie to have a type advantage.
1: It's okay. I have all the pants now.
0: I want to know what... Oh, shoot. What do you Have you gotten your second starter Pokemon yet? No. Okay, let me know which one you choose there so I can take a type advantage over them, too. (laughs) I need every advantage I can get.
1: I like Squirtle.
0: (laughs) Okay. You said that rather plainly.
1: I like Squirtle. All right. So the nice thing is, is now that the game's out, I can actually correct your cross-stitch with real sprites.
0: Oh, that's a good point.
1: So, I'll be working on a cross-stitch Pokemon case. I shortly. thought you
0: had a good one. Hmm. I
1: had decent ones. They were fan-made. Yeah. So, we'll see which one you like better. Okay. So, what have you been playing, Chris?
0: Um, <laughs> Pocket Trains, Trials and Tribulations, the Phoenix Wright game, Downloaded Pokemons, and Etrigan Odyssey 4. So, kind of covered everything I've been working on. So.
1: Uh, what have you been playing, Manny.
2: Pokemon, Etrian Odyssey for now. I just to no. games GTA.
0: GTA 5.
2: That's the only one. Was
0: your GTA 5 narrated by a Morgan Freeman impressionist? Nope. I don't. Know I, if you don't
2: saw that video. I ignore everything GTA 5 related to the news.
0: Oh really? Okay.
2: And I'm playing it. <laughs> so. Okay. What's the point? Do we need a million stories about every angle of GTA? Who cares? I'm just gonna play the damn game. I mean, that's why we got into this hobby to begin with, right? To play the game. Not to read 20 million stories and watch 20 million videos. Did you know the GTA is... And this is the artist who did the blah, blah, blah. And did you know that if this joke was with this and then... And it's like, geez, let me just play the game. I don't
0: even my cake so like Mario. This... um, Wow. You were slightly disgruntled there.
2: I... <laughs> Like I said, sometimes I feel like we've we we have Aspergers and we and we view the world the world through only gaming.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, well
2: that's depressing.
0: Did you do you have any good stories from your GTA Five experiences? Uh, I played a little
2: bit of online yesterday. just to check it out. Is it working now? Yeah, I mean everything. You, every, you just got to give everything a week, right?
0: Yeah, good point.
2: You got, um, did you got? Did five hundred so thousand dollars from Rockstar? That doesn't happen until like next week. Oh, okay. But um, I think for me, it's more an issue of who cares if it works or not, because you know what? Like, who cares if it's working right now? It's going to work eventually. The bigger question is: Is it even worth your time once it's done?
0: Is it? Uh,
2: I don't really quite see the point to it. Really, it's not that much fun. Like I mean,
0: it's more like designing—you know—having your own character, though, rather than the. So what? Well, for people who don't like the games created characters, right?
2: Why are you playing Grand Theft
0: Auto? I don't know. That's why I'm not playing Grand Theft Auto. All right. Hmm. Uh,
2: but I just mean it's, You know, it's not exactly. Uh, it seems like there's a lot of pomp built up around driving around. Okay, I found this map. Okay. Now, hey, yo, Doug. I hear you need some paper. You gotta get that cheese. Go into a team deathmatch. <laughs>
0: Hey, so, I don't I know, know what you get... just said. That you need that paper. Got to get that cheese. So go in a de- what? What, what language is that? Me? God, you're so white. I am so white.
3: <laughs>
0: wait, on, wait. Money. You got Papers, money. No, no. Cheese is money.
2: Everything is money. Oh,
0: everything's money, including online deathmatch. No. I'm very white.
2: Yeah, have you heard that song, White and Nerdy? It's
0: yes, I, I have. It is a very good song. All right.
2: I, I enjoy it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. No, but I'm just saying there's a lot of circumstances. just basically drop you, pomp and circumstance, just drop you into a team deathmatch or an online race or a lot of trouble just to get shot while you're trying to pick out new shirts or new clothes. <laughs>
0: That was the only thing that sounded interesting to me is, like, I wanted to get the game and make, like, one of the characters from Duck Dynasty and just run around the city doing whatever with them.
2: Yeah, which is fun until you get kicked for bad manners or whatever because your NAT settings are improper or whatever. Because
0: your what settings? Your net settings What's are that? too strict.
2: Exactly. You shouldn't have to think about this kind of stuff.
0: I don't know what that means. <laughs> What's an, is that also money? No, that's
2: your internet settings kicking you out of the game, and then because oh oh yeah okay, and then because the game thinks that you're getting kicked because you're a bad player, they says they keep on warning you, stop being bad or we'll play will put you in a bad and a bad manners only group.
0: Seriously? Yeah. Oh, that's terrible.
2: So okay. I'm gonna wait. Like to the I didn't PC know how version. to quit it so i didn't know how to quit a match and or anything so i just left and they're like oh you left the match while i was still and said what are you talking about we weren't doing anything i pushed exit why would you put the exit button on the main screen if i could have pushed the exit button oh you left if you keep this up you're gonna get a bad reputation and only be able to play with other people with bad reputations so i don't know if that's a good or bad thing <laughs> i'm gonna be stuck with me and a bunch of people who have bad internet connections <laughs> <laughs> and we're all gonna be confused wait why are we in here together
0: well, I was about to say, maybe you want to be with the bad pe- people with bad reputations in GTA. I don't know if that enhances or hurts the experience.
2: Uh, the actual game itself is fine. You know, it's good fun, if that's what you want. It's a better, it's sort, of like, sort of like Zelda. It's a better one of those. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like Pokemon. If you like Pokemon, it's a better one of those.
0: Fans of so. the genre will be very happy with this new entry. Longtime series fans will be happy to know that. Yeah. yeah so. That's my GTA
2: store. I'm sure you got like I said, you guys have been inundated with talk about this. No, I, I like, kinda
0: avoid it. Um other than the what's said on the podcast, with which point I just tune out.
2: <laughs> oh, uh what podcast are you listening to, out of curiosity?
0: The same just ones I've always been, you know. Uh, the We Can Confirm Giant Bomb, Player One Podcast, Cheap Ass Gamer, you know, that sort of stuff. Mm. Cool, cool, And uh, basically, the people talking about it a lot were Weekend Confirmed and cheapest Gamer, which it, ironically, it, it's weird. So remember, Cheapy D was a big into Saints Row, like mm-hmm. to the point where he won that charity auction that put him into the game as DLC. Mm-hmm. And now it's like Saints Row Four came out. It was more of the same, and he's like kind of not as taken by it. And like GTA Five is his big thing. So where's the irony though? Oh, I don't remember anymore.
2: <laughs> no, is it that a, he's, it he's was a more post-
0: Alanis Morissette irony than real irony?
2: So. Oh, oh,
0: it's like rain. <laughs> yeah, under like wedding day. day. Yeah, good point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, the problem with marrying a Canadian—you just get influenced.
2: Oh. Oop! Here come the cops. What? Did you guys not hear that on the, over the megaphone?
0: Mm. Hey, no. Nope.
2: No, I didn't, actually. Oh, that was the cop saying, stop running, you. Stop running.
0: <laughs> it's good to be home. Speaking of white people, John, you've been playing GTA 5?
3: Nope. No. Okay. Still waiting for PC version. Okay. That's November. And I think I'll even wait. I mean, it took me quite a long time to get GTA 4. So what
0: What um, Giant Robot or Space Empire game have you been playing this week?
3: <laughs> I've been less on Giant Robots this week. Um, uh, there was some... I haven't actually been playing that many games, period, this week because I started my new job on Monday, and I've been pretty damn tired when I got in from work. Um, so out of what I did play, um, a little bit of Final Fantasy XIV, but not a lot. Um... Back to that, went back to that Ingress game, that portal one, I'm, the alternate re, alternate reality portal one from uh, Google. Yeah. Um, mostly because I had to poke around on, I think it was Wednesday evening after work as I had to walk back from the office to the nearest train station, um, to have a look and see if there were any portals in, uh, Ferrum, the town where I work. And there are, um most of which are owned by the Resistance, I seem to remember. Like, the entire city centre is owned by the Resistance, and I can't really attack it easily, because I'm only level 2.
0: <laughs> well, you need to get to a I, higher level, don't you?
3: Yeah, and I, it's the kind of thing I'd probably need help with. Oh, okay. I mean, conversely, most of Portsmouth City Centre and the Portsmouth Dockyards area is controlled by the Resistance, which is, sorry, uh, Ferrum is controlled by the Enlightened, and Portsmouth is controlled by the Resistance. And I am the Resistance. You
0: are, Although, just you.
3: Oh, just me, you no, know, no, and a bunch of other people. <laughs> oh. Um, I, unfortunately, I did also find that when I came back from that, that the uh, nearest portal to me, which is a pub just around the corner from my house, um, was taken by the enlightened <gasps> like two days ago. Well, that's terrible for you. A much higher enlightened player as well, higher mm. level enlightened player.
0: Well, you better get on that.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I want to hear, hear by totally next week that to you've
0: taken everything over. That's what your the
3: entire country.
0: Yes. <laughs> no, just Portsmouth.
3: Well, I don't need to try too hard in that instance. Most mm-hmm. of most of Portsmouth is already in our all control right. anyway. And today, Portsmouth um, tomorrow, all
0: the world. So get on it.
3: So yeah, other stuff. Um, I went back to a bit of plant side too. Uh, now that I've got finally got a stable overclock going on my um, system. Um,
0: a video card or CPU?
3: Video card. Cool. Um, that isn't causing... Uh, there was some bizarre bug I was having where uh, firing up a YouTube video on my secondary monitor would basically cause my primary monitor to flip out. Oh, like, fun. Completely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it was some kind of bizarre like flash bug or something to do with my graphics card, but only happened when I overclocked it. Um, but that was the only real problem. I tried dialing up a little bit, but I did start to get a little bit more. But I did start to get some pretty serious graphical artifacting. So I couldn't turn it. I don't think I can turn it up too high without upgrading the, uh, putting some I don't know some sort of cooling system on inside of my computer. Um, and yeah, the import game of the week is a game called Cayman Rider Bataride War. Oh, that's um, a
0: shooter which, game, isn't it?
3: No, it could best be described as. Um, Dynasty Warriors Kamen Rider.
0: Oh, okay. I, I, that doesn't... <laughs> as though Kamen Rider is something I should already know.
2: Honestly, Chris, oh, okay. it is. It's influenced pretty much all, like, tons of aspects of Japanese culture.
0: Okay. It, you, you, wouldn't
2: have, you wouldn't have Power Rangers without Kamen Rider. You wouldn't have a lot of uh, these uh, Kaiju battle stuff without Kamen Rider.
0: Really? It was, like, one yeah. of the originals. One of the original what? Like, shows?
3: Like live-action um, tr- sort of main character transforms into something oh. to fight evil shows or okay. something.
0: Yeah.
3: I don't know. Would you say that would be the case, Manny?
2: I would say – I know he wasn't the first, but he was definitely one of the, the, the biggest – one of the earliest ones to blow up and just really sort of capture nas- sort of like national love.
3: And it's yeah. continued on since. Yeah, because the series was started in uh, 1971. Although uh, this game uh, only includes the more recent series stuff, so I think that's mm. uh, the, the the series that aired on Japanese TV starting year. I think it's two thousand or two thousand and one. Like,
2: um, you're right though, because yeah, like Ultraman is like would be like one of the first, first, first. But I don't yeah. think people like, so, well, still the, venerate the, Ultraman the way they do Kamen.
3: Oh, uh, the difference, the main difference I see between Ultraman and Kamen Rider would be Ultraman was still like big sized. Mm-hmm. He did that size up thing for fighting Godzilla or Godzilla esque monsters, whereas Kamen Rider has pretty much always been like human sized. Yeah, it's, it's very it, they very rarely bring giant robots into it. Like really rarely, that doesn't happen. That, that that that's kind of Super Sentai slash Power Rangers thing. Um. So yeah, um, that that is actually pretty fun. It's a bit. Um, it kind of suffers from a similar issue that a lot of other. Um, uh, licensed games that i've played from bandai um uh that Band- that uh have been made from licenses held by bandai in that the um the gameplay is can be a little finicky at times and this is definitely something that i'd say applies to um that Macross game i played on the psp um but you can tell that um regardless <laughs> despite technical shortcomings um I can kind of tell that the games were at least made by kind of dedicated fans of their respective series. Okay. Yeah, you know, the, the the um the characters are well designed. They they're very faithful to the TV series that they come from. That sort of thing.
0: Cool. We're watching it now. These guys have very bug-looking faces. Yeah,
3: these yeah, are Beetle. The, the man. Whole, oh, Beetle Yeah. Oh, yeah,
0: is that related right. to that Beetleborg series that came over here? No, that uh, seems like a giant uh, Are you herb referring
1: off. to MetaBots? No. Okay.
0: No, he, he means Beetleborgs. Yeah, I
2: mean Beetleborgs.
3: <laughs> uh, that was developed from another series. Okay. Same genre. So. Uh, yeah. It-
0: okay.
2: Now that we're talking about Cayman Rider, uh Quinn, did you see that story about the Japanese about those Japanese businessmen who dressed up like who dressed up like Cayman riders and gave toys to underprivileged kids in Thailand? They uh,
3: had, like, no, the, although they, I, I, I have heard of like similar uh, like charitable events that or charitable things that like people in costumes do. So they have like, they had
2: the full costume, they had the motorcycles, and they rode around like Santa Claus giving out toys to kids, like the poor yeah. kids.
3: Yeah, there was one where um, uh, some Japanese guys dressed up as a character from a famous um, wrestling manga and then went around like children's shelters delivering um, anonymized uh, or like baskets full of stuff that, that were signed by the name of the anime character or the manga character. And I thought it was pretty cool. So, yeah, uh, you have to link me to the article actually so I can have some Wait, feel for this feel- is still. weird.
2: Assisted by motorcycle race team manager Tobe Tachibana and FBI agent Kazuya Taki. The common... If he's an FBI, why is he in Japan? <laughs> That's a good question. I guess he sounds cool. There FBI. We are, yeah. What went down in prison?
1: Sweet Fuse.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah. Sweet Juice? Yeah. Cayman Rider brings toys to children in Bangkok's slums. It's Come a feel-good story hider. of the year. Yeah, that is a feel-good story.
2: Sort of reminds me of, like, how Gundam sort of, like, you know, that was a show in the 70s, which seems pretty late, but, like, when you think of, of course, there were other, like, giant robot shows before so
0: that, but i about the one this. that blew up. Oh. Yeah. So I'm watching video of this gameplay, and it looks like pretty much any anime series adaptation that Namco does is a you know, Dynasty Warriors game, with the exception of Naruto, which is a fighting game. No, no, they have... Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Including the well, One or, Piece. One.
3: Um, yeah, well, at least ones that uh, usually get ported across, like the One Piece one. Um, well, I guess this was a so
0: live-action I mean, series, so that doesn't count, but still.
3: Because, um, I mean, the like the Macross one, for example, is probably closer to um, crap, like Zone of the Enders is probably the closest Oh, I'm sure it's
0: crap, yeah. Um... <laughs> I mean, what are you oh, wondering? Hey, remember,
3: remember, the PS3 one was okay. It just turned out to be a Monster Hunter clone. I know I mentioned that on the cast before.
0: Oh, the Macross game?
3: Yeah, the PS3 one. It hmm. was a Monster Hunter clone. All right. With, yeah, like, but Chris, what are you
0: wondering? They have an engine, they use it. <laughs> You're right. <laughs>
3: For everything.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, another
0: up. Dynasty Warrior game.
2: <laughs> what do you. Hey, EA well, does the same thing? Well, with here's Frostbite. the thing
0: I don't understand it's Namco Bandai, right? Yeah. And Dynasty Warrior is Tech Oh, they, they merged a while ago, didn't well, they? Oh, they did? I don't did know. They? But like, they did they? Yeah, they did. I this remember a story. I don't think like, they merged, but this is the same thing about, about the Gundam other. game, too. Like, the Gundam game was Dynasty Warriors.
2: I'm pretty sure Tecmo Koei is not an independent entity anymore. Hmm. Wait, 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 is it Tecmo
0: Koei?
2: I thought it's, it was no, Tecmo
3: it, and
0: Koei that
2: merged.
3: Tecmo Koei right, <laughs> is, um, is an independent company. Yeah.
2: So then they just have a really close relationship with Bandai. And no, Tecmo or Bandai, Bandai I, just no, rips it off I think...
3: I think either Koei has published a few uh, games in Europe that Namco Bandai did in America, or it's the other way around.
0: Hmm. Get off the keyboard.
3: Because like, they do have a, like, Ten- uh, Tecmo Koei do have a branch office here in England.
1: Tecmo Koei has localized some really interesting stuff. Like, they did Pokemon Conquest.
0: Well, that was because they developed it, didn't it?
1: but it's still a Nintendo thing.
0: Yeah.
2: But it's also a uh, half theirs too, right?
0: Yeah. Because it's a Legends Romance of Three Kingdoms thing?
2: No, it's... Um, What's it called? It's strategy RPG kind of well, stuff.
0: But yeah, the strategy RPG Three Kingdoms. What was the name of that? I don't remember. Chloe would know. <sighs> what, you just mean that the setting? Well, like, didn't they have a series of games
2: that were like that, too? Oh, but Romance of the Dream Kingdom is more, think, civilization than, like, Final Fantasy Tactics.
0: Still, it was, like, their thing. It was just stuff that they do, usually, I thought. No, because, but I mean well, no, I'm we, telling you
2: it's the romance of the three kingdoms like dynasty warriors characters.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, those are their dynasty warriors characters plus pokemon in a strategy RPG because But the funny sense. thing is
2: we say their characters because all they're doing is uh, just, they're just taking, taking war-
0: history characters and yeah, rewriting It's history. like one of
2: the four great novels of Chinese history was the romance of the three kingdoms and you just take those characters and put them in a million games. Well
0: and and add a bunch of Japanese people into it too, right? Um
2: it that's if you do the samurai warriors okay. one. Sengoku Basara. I don't
0: know. Yeah, no, I
2: think. No,
3: Sengoku Basara is controlled by uh, Capcom.
0: Oh, of (sighs) course.
3: So wait, which is the one that... It's just Samurai Warriors. Samurai
0: Samurai Warriors. Yeah. Yeah, there's also Warriors Orochi.
3: um, Yeah, there's a crossover one, which is Warriors Orochi. I think it's Warriors Orochi. Which has both, right? (laughs) Which has characters from both games, which means you end up throwing a bunch of characters from the Romance of the Three Kingdoms with a bunch of Sengoku era Japanese characters. Yeah. Which is really confusing. Yeah, and and then, then, but course, really the cool that, for
0: people like Chloe, which are Oh, her plus fans demons,
3: too. We oh, we demons, yeah, is we need yeah. demons. And then yeah. then you have to throw in the diff- – well, I mean, what usually confuses – or well, not confuses, but Then they have the Gunduns
0: diff- and the Kamen Riders, and everything goes to hell.
3: <laughs> well, it's funny you mention that. Oh, no. But <laughs> actually – no, what I'm thinking of, actually, was an old series that Bandai did where they had um, – uh, God, what was it? it? Was Gundam, Ultraman, Kamen Rider, and an original character in the same, like in the same game? That was back in the Nez or early SNES era.
0: So it's like um, Super Robot Wars for Sentai shows.
3: Yeah, it, it was called. I think it was called Great Battle or something. But okay. the thing is, is. Um, Bandai actually keep making references to those old games. Like, the, the, the purple haired original character that they created for those games is still in Super Robot Wars canon to this day.
0: In Super Robot Wars?
3: Yeah, he okay. he jumped dimensions and has made reference sure, to his history. So, history. <laughs> but also how the villain of one of those games is also um, – uh, this is minor spoilers for anyone who gives a crap about the OG-verse at the moment. But uh, he's also the final boss, the real final boss of um, Super Robot Wars OG2. It's the same guy. All right,
2: last little bit of history for all of you. So apparently, Japan and China really do. Well, Japan in particular loves making games from those four great classics of Japanese history, except for one. I think Dream of the Red, Dream of the Red Mansion, is that the one that they didn't make it? I don't think there's. Oh, Dream of the Red Chamber. I don't think there's any game based on Dream of the Red Chamber. But the water margin is basically the Suikoden series. Uh, Dynasty. Which uh, you have a uh, Romance of the Three Kingdoms, basically Dynasty Wars, and Romance of the Three Kingdoms. And you have – the what's the last one again? Oh, uh, The Journey West. Sayuki. That's like basically Dragon Ball and Sayuki and all those other things.
0: Well, what where does all the Shinsengumi stuff come from? That's just from history then, not that's from just Japanese.
2: That's just a period of Japanese history. I thought right maybe before. there was a,
0: a novel version of that history that maybe no, you, inspired But there, it.
2: there was also a lot of writers at the time who were yeah. writing books like Chusengura and yeah. uh, the 47 Ronin. And you know, there's, a lot. there's a lot of stuff to draw on.
0: Mm-hmm. In other words, learn Japanese and read lots of old books.
2: No, learn Chinese because those are old Chinese stories. Oh, the other ones are Chinese. Yeah, all right.
0: <laughs> good. Good luck with that. Honestly, learn Chinese because when they come and collect their debt, on you the know, United people States. have been saying that for decades now. To the point where we have adults whose parents made them learn Chinese, and look how useful it is for them now.
2: Yeah, imagine that when they go to college, they know a great language, then they can communicate with a lot of Asian students and a lot of. I understand,
0: but it's it's not to the degree where their parents were thinking. You know, the Chinese takeover of the world economy. Chinese
2: is a is a is a a complicated language to learn, and learning it
0: early. honestly, I'm not arguing that there's good reasons. Cognitive benefits to it. All right, yeah.
2: And not to mention, imagine, like, imagine this. You come in, you're going to, you're a business student, you're an MBA, you come, into, you come into school, law school, and you already know English, maybe you know Spanish, because you took Spanish in high school, and you know Mandarin. <laughs> that's,
0: you, that's and a the, great there are a country. lot of cool martial arts movies you get to watch now.
2: No, no, no. No, there aren't. No? Just you learn Mandarin instead of Cantonese.
0: Wait, really? All the martial arts movies are in Cantonese? Yeah, Hong Kong. Oh, Hong I Hong I t- oh. well, that sucks.
3: Well, at yeah. least Chris learned something today.
0: Yeah, I, yeah. Again, I, learned, I, I, I'm going to start learning Cantonese instead.
2: Yeah, as someone with an East Asian studies degree, I just say Mandarin. I just say Chinese is shorthand, but when I say Chinese, I usually mean Mandarin, Mandarin. not Cantonese. All right.
0: well, learn both. No, don't.
2: <laughs> you don't like Hong Kong, huh? No, i mean serious. It's a, such a difficult language that you, you're going to – plus they, they're very different. One has like four tones. The other one has eight different tones. And you're telling me you're going to mix and match both I'm at the same time. I'm saying
0: learn Cantonese and Japanese and watch all the martial arts f- flicks no. that you can handle.
2: How about learn the one where the most people speak it? To learn Mandarin in Japanese. Actually, don't even learn Japanese. Oh, all the Japanese
0: speak English. Off this podcast. This is a, Japan, Japan, a Japan-focused podcast. A Japan-focused I, – I, I, Chris, I think you mispronounced it. I think it's probably pronounced weeaboo. It's Nihon. We Abu. Uh, Nippon, sorry, Nihon. <laughs> Nihon is like speaker, right? Yeah. Anyway, so, Quinn. Yes? Did you play anything
3: else? No. Okay. Not really. Are we done with this? We're
0: Actually, with I, this.
3: I may have played. I was, I was testing a bunch of stuff out on my configuration yesterday, but that doesn't kind of really count as playing.
0: Uh, you're benchmarking. That's fun stuff, too.
3: Yeah, I was benchmarking. Yeah,
0: did you run uh, Furbench or whatever? No. Oh, Furmark. No, yeah.
3: I just I just run my games, and see oh, if they okay. run. A, well, that's that's fair. I don't I don't see the point in running. Uh, most of the time, I don't see the point in running a a, a running a specific benchmark because ultimately, yeah. yeah, ultimately what what comes down to it is um. God, it sorry, game. David's playing No, David's you're right. You're right. Cards. You're right. What's David's playing cards against humanity.
2: Oh, oh. Oh, the humanity. Oh, the bigger, blacker box. Oh, the huge vanity.
0: All right, well, let's get into our feedback. Wait, I have two questions for you because oh. I've been here for a little bit. Yeah, go for it.
2: So um, did you get a 5S?
0: Did I get a uh, – yes, I did. What do you, how do you like it? Um, it is very much like my old phone except now I have a fingerprint scanner. How's the fingerprint scanner? Um, it works, and it lets me log in. Um, but there's one really annoying restriction. Um, before the fingerprint scanner, I could put a time limit on how often I had to reuse my code to log into my phone. Yeah, I
2: usually do that too cuz I hate putting it in every single time.
0: Yeah. With the fingerprint scanner, at least in the current version of the software, you cannot disable that. You can't. Why not? You, I, I mean, I,
2: I'm not saying why not, but why would you? Who cares? You have the scanner.
0: Because the scanner is slower than just swiping. But And sometimes you get you have to do it two or three times before it reads you.
2: But it learns and it gets better each time, right? No.
0: You ha- if you want it to learn, you need to go in and add more scans of your thumbprint. Why not do that? Well, I'm going to, but Okay. It's, it's, I'm just so saying, far I've I put in a bunch already and it's not perfect and Let me ask. So yeah. How long is your
2: timer? Did you set a timer for on your phone? Um I mean, you that little, to,
0: Yeah, I used to put huh? the delay in for fifteen minutes.
2: But imagine if someone you're walking down the street and I see you using your phone and you put it in your pocket.
0: Yeah. And then I come
2: behind you and I steal it. Right. That's 15 minutes is enough time for me to get in there and yeah, turn
0: off a bunch I of settings. Yeah, but I was okay with that with the code. I'm okay with that with the fingerprint. Mm. I don't need this right. level of security that they're trying to force on me. That, that that's, my, that's, that's
2: not a force. It's it, completely
0: optional. You're right. I could just turn it off and go back to the code. Yeah. Yeah. Which I... Tr- yeah. But then, <laughs> then I've got this cool... F- okay. But without that, Manny, this phone is not doing anything for me. It's it's a cooler <laughs> color. And it's got some new features that nothing I have is using yet.
2: Wait, aren't you taking plenty of low light photos of Anna?
0: Uh, No. Uh, (laughs) Because those sorts of photos I know better than to take. Because they end up places you don't want them to if you take them. Um,
2: So, Chris, why would you get a 5S then?
0: That's a great question. Um, It it will come in useful with the camera stuff for me. That's a big deal. And there will be games that take advantage of the better hardware, but I'm actually disappointed um, and think I may have made a bad choice in that decision because none of those games are here yet, and I don't know when any of them are coming, other than Infinity Blade 3. That's the only game I know that uses anything from from this new power.
2: Like, if you have relatively new hardware, I think the only thing you want to upgrade this year are the iPads, because the iPads are seeing big overhauls. Like, they're saying iPad Mini with Retina and A7. Uh Uh-huh. New form factor iPad Mini like a big iPad with a
0: uh-huh. new design, thinner, lighter. Is a what's the iPad biggie gonna run? I wonder.
2: Oh, probably like an A7X or something. Okay. But yeah, like the big iPad, it has like a new form factor. Looks like an iPad Mini, it's lighter, thinner. So if you're gonna upgrade this year to anything, I'd be say two new big iPads. I think
0: I think you're probably right on that. Um, even then, if you have an iPad Four. And the new iPad has a better chip that nothing takes advantage of. I don't know that it matters. But but um, it's also more future-proof. I know some people like to hold it. Yeah, whole... of course, of course. But, I mean, well, because this is... we're talking I upgrades, mean, I... not buying something new.
2: Yeah, I hear you. But, I mean, more so in this case because of the 64-bit chip will carry uh... you much further into the future than the older ones will.
0: Yeah. Let's be honest here. 64-bit does not matter for gaming as much as people seem to think it does.
2: Oh no, but I feel like Apple is gonna is, is setting a groundwork that they're gonna deliver on like three or four years from now. They're just setting that okay, we're transitioning now. I'll, then... I will
0: I will grant you that. However, three or four years from now, buy a new iPad then because it will be way billion times better than this one. So fair I, enough. I, by the time 64-bit matters, I think that your iPad choices will evolve two or three leaps and bounds by then, you know? I don't know. Um,
2: there's also some rumors they're going to be showing off some of that um, made-for-iPhone controller stuff for so people who want to play games at their event on October
0: 22nd. Great, and, and I look forward to seeing that. So, All right. Yeah. There you go, pulling it back to gaming. Yeah. Um, that said, um, I'm playing anything intensive that I have not necessarily bothered to put on my iPad 3 because it's, you know... It's not as powerful as an iPad 4. I've been putting it on my phone and it, it plays wonderfully on it. So, but I, I would love to see some oh. stuff that truly takes advantage. Yeah, my iPad 5s is now more powerful than my my iPhone 5s is now more powerful than my iPad.
2: So. Did you ever play uh,
0: *Next to the Old Republic* on on the iPad? I I did not. I downloaded it. I just never got around to it. All right. I I'd should. be curious to
2: hear what you'd have to say about it.
0: Yeah, but I don't think that works on my phone. No, I think it that's does not. Pa- iPad only. So.
2: Yeah, I don't think you'd want to play Kotor on no. <laughs> a tiny little screen like
0: that. No. No. Cool, cool.
2: Quick little catch up, five
0: minutes. Uh, yeah, I just. There's a lot of stuff I want to play on my mobile devices. I've been big on them lately. I've been playing more Clash of Clans, like that matters. Um, that Real Racing 3, I got into on my 5S um, because I needed something that looked pretty. And I found that game to be fine. Yeah. Um, I know that it's it's got the energy model that people don't like, but um, honestly, I'm able to play enough to be sated every time I go to play that game. And... You know,
2: it's funny. I, I I sort of ran into the same problem myself with just handheld gaming, period. Like, yeah. I don't have anything against portable gaming. I loved my 3DS. I mean, my DS at a time. I loved my PSP. It's just, I just don't play them. and I can't even explain why I don't. It's just, I don't. Sort of mm-hmm. the same way, you know, I don't skip when I walk or... Or I don't – when I see a penny on the ground, I don't pick it up. I just – it's just things I don't do, and I guess I just don't play portable games, which is, which sucks. I wish I did, but I just – I guess it's sort of this opportunity cost where I'm home a lot. So if I'm home, am I going to sit on the couch and play handheld Game or just going to watch TV or go on my computer? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I end up just not choosing – and it's not even a conscious choice. I just choose not to sort of – that's how it ends up. Oh, one thing, Anna – I know you like those Tiny Tower kind of games. Have you seen Tiny Death Star?
1: Yeah, I saw it.
0: You can check it out. And we've been playing Pocket Trains, which is by the same people.
2: Nobody wants to play Tiny Death Star.
0: Uh, oh, I do. We do. Uh, we saw we saw. It's not well, out yet, though. we we'll try it. it. No, is it out?
2: They just announced it.
1: Yeah. It's not out right. yet.
0: I know it's out soon, but I didn't think it was out yet. Yeah, New York City
2: Comic Con. I mean the New York Comic Con's going on now. There's lots of like little announcements about stuff like Call of Duty Mega Blocks. <laughs> mm. Um uh there's the new Star Wars show that's coming out soon. Star Wars Rebels. Cool.
0: Uh yeah, not much.
2: Skylanders, blah blah blah, blah. How about them news? Oh well you're doing feedback now, aren't feedback you? Feedback
0: now. Feedback. Okay. So Master Chief wrote in and said, I have to take issue with Anna's appraisal of GameSpot's Dragon Fantasy Took review. I said, Granis. I said that wrong. Dragon <laughs> Fantasy Book 2 review. There we go.
1: Can I, like, go through this as we go along?
0: You can. You, you take it over right now if you want.
1: Okay. So, I apologize if it came across that I intended to imply his review said anything about edgy that was actually in reference to a couple of other reviews now here is the other issue is that we had several reviewers who played the game prior to launch and what we didn't widely advertise is that initially when sony put up the first build they actually screwed up the vita version it wasn't our fault it was theirs and so we sent out Like, a warning to all the reviewers. It's like, the Vita version doesn't work right now. Like, all of the scripting was inadvertently stripped out of it. So, play it on the PS3. Except we still had reviews that were like, the Vita version doesn't work. So, I know there were actually some bugs in there. And there was a new patch yesterday that fixed the last two biggies. And so... um. My issue is when people mark it down for something that we have told them, hey, this is an issue with Sony, and they are going to fix it, and they did. Um, So I'm going to read the other half of his letter. I'm especially concerned by Anna's assumption that reviewers don't get it because they play Xbox and Grand Theft Auto. That smacked heavily of snobbish elitism. I immediately conjured up an image of Anna drinking tea with pinky raised, looking down at the inferior Xbox users and DTA players who couldn't possibly understand the glory of Dragon Fantasy Book Two. That wasn't what I was intending to imply at all. And this is going to be my opinion. My opinion is that you should review the things that are in your wheelhouse. If you don't play RPGs as a rule, if your main stay of games is first person shooters, then I don't think you have any place to review an RPG and that's my opinion. You may feel free to disagree.
0: Yeah. You even said that you you didn't you weren't upset with the review. You were upset no. you were just disappointed that that's the person who got assigned to the review because yes. it meant that, that that's the sort of review theory. that came out. I mean, you you made that very clear. But all right.
1: So, anyways.
2: Hmm. Okay, I was I was I was in
0: here yeah, for go this for
3: it.
2: but I was curious. So, I thought I, there was some stuff there was some talk on Twitter. All right, Let's I'll just go real talk here. There was some talk uh-huh. on Twitter where people were upset, like, oh, it's – it's some, some people were saying, oh, okay, they're wrong. Some people are good at being wrong. And I, I thought that at first they were referring to the IGN review, which was equally as bad. Yes. It's scathing.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, they both gave it 3 out of 10. And my issue with those has never been, oh, they gave it a bad review. They suck. I respect that – you know, I'm a former reviewer. I respect that some people don't enjoy some games. And ironic, I just, here, and here's the thing that drive that is sort of ironic is is that they both gave it the same score, but I sort of feel like the reason that they got to that score was completely different in each review, and one felt actually really more or less justified, and the other one just felt like it sucks because one it, was
0: a good review and one wasn't a good review. Right. Right. Like like with the the IGN one in
2: particular I think Mitch Dyer who reviewed it Just straight up did not like the game It did not mesh with him at all He wasn't
0: even really talking
2: more about bug stuff Just sort of like the philosophy behind the game And where they're coming from nostalgic Mm -hmm. And
1: that was my objection to And I, I sort of brought that up a little bit When it was like I feel like some of the reviews that it came out for Dragon Fantasy Feel like they're trying to put words In the game's mouth Uh huh that's what he was referring to when it's like it, – it didn't call it edgy. It's like, well, that actually wasn't what it was
2: referring to. So carry on your discussion. No, it was just interesting. I mean it was interesting to see some – it's it's a weird situation here at Gamer because I think a lot of us like the guys over at Mutaki. Mm-hmm. And then like the fans who follow us realize that we cover a lot of their stuff. We do – interviews and we chat to them all the time. So, you know, I, I could understand where even the audience comes RPG gamer for that kind of content likes them too. So, there was like this real backlash too, even comments and other, but then I guess I can we can expect that for other big games, but it's interesting to even see on a smaller scale or even among people we know directly to be like, "Oh, people are good. They're wrong. Don't don't listen to them. Should we even care what what these people have to say?" Like in sort of these sort of disparaging tones and I, I guess Maybe the other
1: mm-hmm. yeah, I think the other thing is is that we ended up having some reviewers review the game who didn't ever play Super Nintendo games, and I think that that I mean this was book two really is an homage to the Super Nintendo era, and if you didn't play through that era, I think that there's a part of the game that's missing for you, and I don't uh, think that's right or wrong, I think that that's. How the game ended up, and
2: but I, I think that's enjoy, why we have enjoy like, enjoy like this, if you don't do this plurality of reviews though because there's yeah always you have to account for the that person who's gonna buy the who's never played like they're let's be honest right. Super Nintendo was like how many years ago yeah how many they feel like I mean if they got factual errors wrong I hear you but I I do like the way I feel is like well. If GameSpot and IGN don't like it, that's those two guys' opinions who cares. There are plenty of people who do. I mean read them all and see for yourself. Oh, I don't agree with his assessment. I see where he's coming from or maybe he's wrong on this point. I guess from from my point of view is I don't see the value in all review scores or even text being uniform. I guess maybe in this case because an indie game it hurts more because it's the two biggest websites. So a lot of people won't buy the game as a result. And I guess I can understand that point, too, but I just, I don't know what can, what can you do about that. Just sort of just the reality of the situation, right?
1: And just so that there's no further complaints about bias, I would feel the same if this was a game that I didn't work with.
0: Yeah, but you probably wouldn't be talking about it as much.
1: Maybe. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, it came up because someone wrote in about it.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's true, isn't it? okay
2: well, there you go I mean there's I think Anna, I mean you got plenty of opportunity to articulate how she I, if you take this out of context uh, we have you have no hope for yourself, no, right, that's okay. I know someone still will anyway, right, so, all, right. <laughs> all right, so there you go we it's addressed, it's open, it's fair everyone's.
1: Cool. Well,
0: that's, that's up I mean, for the listeners people, to decide. Yeah, and honest. I mean, you know,
1: we have a forum thread where you can give feedback every week. And we don't always read it on the show because sometimes it's not relevant to read an entire conversation on the show. Was, but we're always reading conversation and
0: interacting. This
1: week. <laughs> right. You know, we're always reading and interacting with the people that yes. reply to it. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. pop by. And give us a, a shout.
0: Board.rpgamer.com um, for the forums. Go ahead, Manny. What about Alex Fuller? What did he give the game on the this, on this site?
1: Um, I want to say three or
0: three and a half. All right. Okay. Next letter comes from Jason Ariola, who says, The list of new releases I'm planning on buying this month... He's the only one who rep- replied to our topic of the week. The list of new releases I'm planning on buying this month is actually surprisingly small. I already purchased Wind Waker HD. The only other things I'm planning on getting, spur-of-the-moment purchases, are the bane of my existence. This month, are harm- hometown story, Batman Arkham Origins, Blackgate, and Rune Factory 4. That's small. What? You see that's a small list? Well, it's three games. No,
2: that's, uh, that's... No, it's not. Isn't it four or five?
0: Isn't uh, Bar- Batman Arkham Origins Blackgate one game? No, that's a Vita game and a Oh, Blackgate is a supper game? What's Blackgate? Yeah,
2: It's the side-scrolling Batman game. Anna, you're m- muted.
0: Um, oh, okay.
1: So yeah, four. So he's bought Wind Waker.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
1: He's getting Hometown Story, Rune Factory 4, and, and Blackgate. So four. Oh,
2: Hometown so. Story, Rune Factory 4. Oh, and then the two Batmans. It's
1: no, not small, Batman, it's... Arkham Orange, Arkham, Arkham Orange is Blackgate.
2: that's one game, right? That's one game. All right, he didn't say Arkham
0: Origins. Wait, what's the the 360 one called?
1: I have no idea.
0: Yeah, Blackgate is its own... Batman Arkham Origins... I'm done saying it's Nick Game's name. But yeah, uh, that's the Vita game. All right. And that's why he puts a little Vita in the letter here. All right, Rune Factory 4 and Hometown Story. That seems interesting to buy both of those in one month, don't you think?
1: Why? They're totally different games. Really? Yeah, Rune Factory Four is well, Rune Factory. So it's like harv- uh, it's the farming and the social, and then the dungeon crawling. Hometown Story is like social and running a shop. Okay. So or they're th- parallel, but the gameplay is totally different.
0: Hometown Story is more like Reseteer then. Yeah. I'd well, say no, that. because that has dungeon stuff in it too.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It's right. so confusing. Why would they call it Batman Arkham Origins and then just tack on Blackgate at the end? Because it's call the
0: it... handheld version instead of the console version. No, but they're 100% different games. Batman Blackgate. Because it's also an Origins timeline, right? Then you want to call Batman Origins Blackgate. Oh, because there's no Arkham? Mm. No. But Arkham I will... is the series in this case.
2: I don't know. It's just confused me because for the longest time that was black. It was black. Called, just called
0: black. You know, we're, we're rehashing a discussion that they had for like seven hours in a boardroom, right? Yes, it we is. We have to have, yeah. No, we need to include the full title of the game so we can <laughs> synergize
2: the release of the two titles.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking forward to the nothing being <laughs> to the nothing being released on the Wii U virtual console. Though, in all seriousness, a link to the past has to be coming soon, right? Maybe at the end of the month or early November. I mean, why wouldn't you capitalize with the tie-in to the link between worlds? That's a great point. I don't know because you're Nintendo, and because you don't need to synergize anything.
2: You can release it anytime you want to and still get a ton of sales.
0: Or never and never get the sales, like Nintendo has shown with the Wii Virtual Console. Because you know. Anyway. Ah, we've got a Kickstarter announcement. We don't have a lot of these in RP Gamer. Kickstarter announcement for Citizens of Earth, which is by Eden Industries. They're the people who made Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon and Guacamelee and Two Human.
1: <laughs> no, it's not the whole team. It's people from the teams. Yeah,
0: these are people from those teams. Good point. And they want hundred grand, and it's an RPG. And what else we know? It's
1: like Earthbound-esque.
0: Oh, yeah, it's supposed to be Earthbound-esque, right? Inspired or something like that. So go check that out on Kickstarter, see if you like it. Um, 100k, why so little? I don't know.
1: Because it's been in development for a while. All right. This is less a Kickstarter, and it feels more like a kick ender than
2: a Kickstarter. All right. Help kick. us wrap this up. Help us, yeah, kick wrapper.
0: All right, so Ghost Light has updates about Agarest and Devil Survivor. Um, Agarest Generations of War came out on Steam. You can get that now. Um, let's see. Or also known as Record of Agrest War in North America, it's twenty bucks in the U.S. It's twenty percent off until a time that has already passed, so never mind. It's twenty bucks. And uh, let's see, they also know that they also can say that Devil Survivor 2 on um, the Nintendo DS to be shipped out to customers in Europe on uh, on October fifteenth, and Devil Survivor Overclock will be available digitally in the European eShop on October tenth. So. I would ask if John was going to get either of those but he doesn't do much with the DS right now. Mm. 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 Drakengard 3 is releasing in North America and Europe in 2014. It's been confirmed 50 bucks US. It's a prequel from the other two Drakengard games. Um, many of the staff that worked on Nier are working on this game including the sound composer so that's good. Because Nier's soundtrack was apparently awesome. Um, I say apparently because I haven't listened to it yet. And uh, yeah, so Dragon Guard 3. And there's a trailer. So
3: go check that out on the site. Anyone
0: excited about Dragon Guard? Anyone play Dragon Guard
3: 1 and 2? I have a friend who did. I'm not interested in, in it myself, though.
0: Hmm. Interesting. That thing. trailer
3: didn't do much for me.
0: Okay. Um, Axis is going to bring out Sorcery Saga, Curse of the Great Curry God. So, is this a cooking game? I don't know. It's got a limited edition. Oh, what do we get in this limited edition? You get the game for the Vita. You get a curry spoon, a curry plate, and a bib. Wow. Um, I don't they really like if, curry, huh? They may not have really thought that particular collector's edition out, because... Um, usually you want something that people who are old enough to buy games give a crap about, but whatever. Um the game stars magic school student Pooparo, who finds herself suspended after releasing a mysterious and hungry creature called Koo. And uh, whatever, she's you need to feed it curry or something. I don't know. I didn't and I didn't know this was coming. It's a roguelike dungeon crawler and it'll be out this winter. And there's a trailer. So you can check out uh, this weird AXIS game. Thank you, AXIS, for existing. I'm glad they're bringing out weird games like this. I just wish there were more weird games that were generally good, but (laughs) whatever. Yeah. Another Kickstarter announcement called Reborn, this time, um, from Elemental Labs. Elemental Labs.
1: And Actil.
0: And Actil? Okay.
1: Yeah, it's it's all the former NISA staff.
0: Oh, okay. So all the people we know from NISA... Went over and made this new company. Yeah. Except and...
1: the people that went to Idea Factory International.
0: Uh huh.
1: But yeah, they're at Acto.
0: But what is Elemental Labs about? Not sure. Not sure. <laughs> okay. You mean the game or? No, I mean, what is, you're right. What is Reborn about and who's Elemental Labs and what have they made in the past? Uh, the game is about fusing Japanese lore with futuristic cyberpunk western themed Japan created by a small passionate indie team. At least that's what their Kickstarter says. Whatever, uh, Elman Labs made. Uh, they don't list any previous projects, just that they've existed since twenty ten. Well, that's not a good sign. So,
2: basic story is Blade Runner times Miyamoto
0: Musashi. Sounds good. For ten thousand dollars. Three of three left. You get the God tier, which means you design a hidden boss character and receive a 3D printed model of a character of your choice, the 3D model reference sheet, and a framed concept art of the character you chose with a background. And upon your request, have it autographed by the entire development team. Uh, in addition, you get to sit in the studio with the, sit in with the developers at the studio, have dinner with the developers, receive an invitation to the internal developers launch party, and get an exclusive VIP access to all the conventions and events for Reborn, transportation, and accommodations. Not included. So, I always... Yeah, okay. And uh, so that's Reborn. Go jump on that if you really care about this. I don't know why we're announcing it here. Apparently we really think it looks cool. Uh, Human Revolution, Director's Cut. Oh, we talked about this last week. It's got dates. October 22nd. Um, yeah, anyway. All right. This is big news, and I, I haven't seen this announced anywhere. Oh, I guess I heard it on one podcast I have not been seeing it's announced, and it should be. Path of Exile is finally going to have its full release. Oh, um, more than that, I went to the event. And it'll be on Steam. Oh, you did? Culver City. You went to the event? Tell me about it.
2: Yeah, I I was looking for a little break in this. Yeah, I was there. I was going to post up the dialogue tree, but then I didn't. That's, it. That's all there is to that story about why I didn't oh, do it. Okay, But, uh, yeah, I went to go check out Path of Exile. Uh, they're getting set to launch on the, what, the 27th, 22nd?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: 23rd. 23rd. Um, they're, going to, they're going to getting a full launch. They're going on to Steam. Uh, they're launching on their website. The entire game is, uh, what do you guys know about Path of Exile? So I don't monologue this whole well,
0: thing. Well, I bought access to the beta and all that, and I've played some of it and I've been waiting for full release because I kept feeling like I was playing an unfinished game.
2: Well, uh, they're releasing a bunch of new areas, to, uh, and a new class called the Scion. And yeah, I prestige guess the thing was class, class, right?
0: So you, you yeah. don't get access to it until you've already leveled a class.
2: Apparently you don't get access until you, you break her free from a cage she's locked
0: in or something. I love that. Like You have to rescue them, and then you can play as them.
2: Because of where else would you keep your women but in a cage?
0: Oh. Anyway. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> now I feel um, bad about it.
2: <laughs> so, the Scion class apparently is just the only thing that really separates this class from other classes is the way it looks and the fact on um, where it starts on the gigantic sphere grid. You know, mm-hmm. what you mean, where, where it's slotted in, and because of its particular place where it's slotted in, it can be like a little bit of a mix of things. Um,. I'll be honest with you. That game is not an easy game to demo in like 15 minutes no. if you don't know
0: anything about it. We we saw that game for the first time PAX two years ago, right, Anna? Yeah. Yeah, they were there showing it off. And um, yeah, it looked interesting then. And I'm glad it's finally hitting launch.
2: <laughs> well, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know what to think. I'm completely neutral on this one because I went in there. Here's this game. Here's the 20 million spells that we have here. Pick a direction to go. Do you want plus five this or plus five that? Do you think maybe
0: it's too complicated for a Diablo-style game?
2: I think if anyone ever complained that Diablo 3 was too easy or too streamlined or I didn't didn't have any permits or anything like that, go play Passive Exile. <laughs> All right. I'm 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 just telling you how. I came in cold. I didn't know nothing about it. I went because I, I was local. And I was just like, um, okay. <clears throat> I the skill system it's just a lot to wrap your head around it's not even like I'm complaining that it was too complicated it was more so that there was a lot going on and i didn't see much incentive to learn, bother learning
0: okay well um if you want to play the game you can play it right now you don't have to wait for the full release date it's an open <laughs> beta so you just download it and go um i don't know what's if there's going to be a big patch on the 23rd i assume so and uh yeah yeah,
2: yeah. um and it's all the only the only monetization system is uh, cosmetic items.
0: Yeah. You don't have to pay anything for, like... Do, what about... Isn't there, like, character slots and stuff that they're charging for or not? I don't remember.
2: From what all, from what they told me, is just all cosmetic stuff. All cosmetics. That's so great. Um, like, for example, um, in the near future, they plan on making, like, male-female versions of every one of the classes, and that's going to be, like, a, a cosmetic thing you can purchase. Cool. So if you want to play a male scion instead of a female one, mm-hmm. um, they plan on... Like a, something about like every two months, no, every four months or so. There's going to be some new content released, like a new area, a new zone, and they they have like this roadmap passed out for like the next ten years of support for the game.
0: <laughs> well, that'll only last as long as they get paid.
2: <laughs> they say they said they're they're doing surprisingly well. If the they they thought no one would give them any money, and people are more than happy to kick in like twenty to thirty dollars for a cosmetic item.
0: <laughs> cool. I forget how much oh. I bought in for, but yeah. And like
2: uh, like the, one of the new areas they showed off was like this library where if you really want to, they're going to uh, scatter books like all over the place. So if you really want to dive into the lore of this world of the Path of Exile, you can get in there and read all these books and uh, get more information about the world. It's interesting. It, it's like a, I don't have anything against it. I just – I really don't see this being – from. I don't know. Like what, all the myriad times I said that of Diablo 3 – even though when it was like a broken game or it was a game that was changing or the, the, the Witch Hunter was a completely different class than it is today. It was like the sort of – the you know, one of the early Blizzcons I played, the Witch Hunter was basically what the Crusader class is right now. Mm-hmm. So sort of this really rough-and-tumble mid-tier class, but that completely changed. But even then, I felt like, oh, this is – I always felt like I want to see more. I don't understand everything that's going on, but I want to see where you're going with this. I want to see what- – I didn't get that feel necessary from Path of Exile. Is it the
0: art me. style? It doesn't really shine, isn't it? Yeah.
2: But it's not, I think it's a combination of stuff. It's this thing where I feel like I need to set aside a lot of time to learn this system. Okay, so now abilities change based on the gems that are dropped, and then I need the right gear so I can slot in these gems. And then once I have these gems, then I have a path, and idea. Okay, so I want to start building this kind of golem thing. So I need these gems. Save these on the side. Okay, now I need to build to the right. Wait, I need to build a little bit this way to the left, upper left, so I can get this one skill that will make me better at doing this when I go southwest the next. It's just, that is not a game for me. <laughs> is, but like I said, it looks very polished. It definitely, you know, it, it looks probably a lot better than when you saw it when it was just an early beta and they're, they they're committed, these people are dedicated, they you know they're doing fan events, they actually do have a plan for content. They show me all these new levels and all the stuff they're doing. So I mean this game seems legit. Just not for me. Cool. All right. I I will post that right away. I just haven't done it because I haven't done it. Okay. Cool. So look for that soon. Dialogue trees. You can listen to a nice man from New Zealand talk about all the new content. And Path of Exile and I'll have a short little impression which is going to be very hard to write because you heard how I described the game right now (laughs) honestly you want to know why I've been procrastinating this one because I I knew I was going to post an impression with it and I'm thinking to myself why am I going to write about this yeah and basically everything I articulate to you is like I feel like how would you write that in an impression um well it looks nice science class is cool I guess i guess
0: you write what you can
2: it's hard it's like the games that are in the middle for you personally are the hardest ones to write about and it's true if you hate a game it's easy to hate it if you love a game it's easy to love it but when you're like it works it looks okay it's those are the hardest what can i say
0: all right so let's see soul sacrifice has some news if you live in Japan, you're going to get free Tokiden crossover DLC. Ha ha.
1: And if you live in Canada, EB Games isn't carrying it.
0: Aww. <laughs> there's some other thing about Soul Sacrifice. I think Are you laughing at your former
2: fellow Canadians, Anna?
1: No, I'm laughing at EB Games. There is okay. like 10 niche games they've decided that they're not going to carry over the holidays.
2: Wow. Any particular reason? Or they just don't think they can sell them? I could
1: not tell you. All
0: right. I can't believe how long the next article is on Polygon, but Gree is bringing over a zombie squad RPG called Beyond the Dead to iOS. I'm kind of vaguely
1: intrigued about this.
0: It's being made by the Vancouver studios while you're, you're intrigued. Maybe. Uh-huh. Um, it's an isometric view. Uh, you get to pick fight with zombies, upgrade your character's powers through loot drops and stuff like that. So, uh, It's going to come out around Halloween, so keep your eye on that it's from Gree, which is like the we want to be zynga but they're not doing so well <laughs> i think i've been shutting out shutting down places so what zynga's not doing so well or oh, well Zinga's not
2: doing so well either yeah. what do you expect yeah, when point. the king is dying
0: <laughs> yeah. anyway rollers of the realm i'm super interested in this and i'm going to play it as soon as i can it is a pinball rpg so I can't wait for this. It's being developed in Toronto by indie studio Phantom Compass. And let's see. It was the final at IndieCade. Um, oh, IndieCade was like two weeks ago. And it's going to be coming out on PC first, apparently. So I'm going to go vote for it now.
2: Yeah, IndieCade was really recent. Um, it was here in Culver City, like which is maybe a few miles away. Oh,
0: you should have gone, man. There was a lot of cool things there. No,
2: I had... I. <laughs> I, were you not I, I in was, town yet? I was. I was here.
0: You're, this you're is getting gonna caught sound up. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, no. Like legitimately, I, I was sitting here thinking, should I go to Indicade? I already got my. I'm already. Set, I'm set to go. I'm ready. I got everything I need. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, I cannot be bothered to get up and go to Indicade. Oh, come on! I've been there before. I'm not joking. I went there before. I was really excited. I was pumped. Like two yeah. years ago. I was yeah. really excited to go to Indicate and I got there and I was like, Why did I come here?
0: Oh, that bad? What's so bad about the way they're showing it? It's
2: just boring. Really? And like you say that though, but like the you know, I I this column that we have, like currents and um and uh the new one I have, RPG Elements. I mean we can stretch coverage quite a bit in those two things. Mm-hmm. But when at, at a certain point it's indicated, we're stretching it to so far that it's not even we're not even really even talking RPG in any sense of the word. Okay. So I guess it's more boring for me in particular because I'm there and there's nothing there's no angle. Do you know what I'm trying to say? There's yeah, nothing really to talk about. What about for the us. games
0: that aren't RPGs that you care about that are there, right? There should be some, no? No. No. Okay. All right then. Fine. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's not a, like I said, it's
2: not a bad show, it's just Plus Culver City. What's the good good Culver City.
0: Uh, Culver's here is a restaurant. It's a fat f- fast food place. So
2: <laughs> Culver City's a hipster gastropubs. Oh, that sounds great. No, it's not. It's Oh, ugh, you don't clubs. like gastropubs? No, I don't hate hipster gentrified dirty towns.
0: Oh, okay. Why are they dirty? Because they're hipster. I don't get that.
2: No, no, because it's they're they're in the process of gentrifying it. It's oh. still poor and gross. Uh. But then a couple of white people move in and they say, "Yeah, we're being real." And now it's all of a sudden Culver City's ha- happening. Please.
0: Well, you know what's happening? Apparently, mobile platforms Screenix has announced that the first eight Dragon Quest games are going to come to mobile. Uh, So far, the announcement is just for Japan, but uh, there's, of course, a chance that it'll be in the U.S. as well, because they tend not to avoid those opportunities when they can take them. Um, The shocking part to me is that 8 is going to be on there, because that is a very cinematic console experience in my mind, but all right, fine. Uh, I want to know, anyone going to pick up Dragon Quest games if they go mobile?
2: John. Isn't Final Fantasy 6 coming out soon, iOS? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm undecided. I mean, there was a couple of Dragon Quest games that I wouldn't mind replaying, mm-hmm. um, especially since I don't know if I can find my copies of four, five, and six right now.
2: How would eight run on iOS
0: device? I don't know.
1: It or would be mobile. nice. I want to play seven three DS, but they haven't announced that for North America,
0: right? No, they have not. <sighs> Dumber. They still haven't announced Dragon Quest X for North America.
1: Yeah, that's true. And they also, um, Square Enix also announced an enhanced port for Final Fantasy 6 on iOS.
0: Yes, I was going to get to that. It was on the list. But yeah, that's coming out this winter. Um, and I think that's going to be everywhere. Uh, yeah, it is a refined version of the 2D game. So no no worries. It's not a, a 3D remake. Um, didn't we just have a story about a 3D remake of 5 coming or something like that? I thought we did.
1: They put, they compared the six remake to the five enhancements on iPad, where it's much sharper artwork and stuff like that.
0: Ooh, people don't like the five enhancements on iPad. Really?
1: Yeah. That's. I was gonna play it during Extra Life and see how I felt. Yeah, we about should
0: it. get it. That'll be fun. Yeah. This <laughs> chat room person says, "Quote enhanced." Unquote. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh boy, <laughs> they're not. They're not hopeful about this. But it's Final Fancy Six. And I to like be fair, I games. think
2: our audience at large. Hates the fact that we ever mention Android or especially Apple anything.
0: I remember when I was a kid, and I would just have this dream of being able to play Final Fantasy VI in the car. And now, very soon, I'll have two different ways. The GBA way and this iPhone But Chris, but Chris, it's
2: not on a real console. Who cares?
0: Why? It's not on a real console. Who cares? I don't. I get to play it in the car. It has touchscreen. Who cares?
2: Ooh. No real buttons, I don't care. No,
0: you're right. In my fantasy, there were real buttons. That's a very good point. <laughs> no real buttons, I don't care. So maybe I'll stick to the GBA version. Oh wait, but they changed There's some weird changes in that GBA version. It's not a big deal, but it's Oh, it's hard for me. I'm old. All right. Eve Online. I love it. Son that. of a sandworm. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Eve Online. John, this is where I bring you in. You're my Eve Online consultant, right? Um,
3: yeah, although I'm not, I'm not subscribed to it at yeah. this particular moment. Me so either.
0: My media account expired, and I tried contacting them; they wouldn't re, uh, nobody would reply, so I don't have it reconnected yet. Um, so, the, what do we got? Training sessions? Yeah. Oh, right, they're doing training sessions. So, I guess now the, this is great. So, you will get uh, training sessions to help ease new players into the complicated universe. So, they have a schedule. Um, starting October fifteenth at noon Eastern, you will uh, you, they'll talk to you about modules. Uh, it's the seventeenth, fitting your ship, then earning ISK and everything's a different different thing, um, including let's see, they've even got uh, PvP fleet and progression and all this stuff. So you'll get to, you can see the sessions recorded after the fact if you can't attend them live, and and yeah, they're going to teach you all the things you need to know to be successful in Eve. So I think that's a great idea for a game this complicated. I'm surprised they haven't done anything like it already. So yeah, I think that's
1: Well, they do when they go to PAX. Like PAX, they have presentations like every couple of hours. And it's things like how to cheat the economy and stuff like that. Yeah, but
0: they didn't go to PAX this year.
1: No, because they didn't have anything to really show or announce. Actually, Mm. I thought they did.
0: No, I didn't see them.
1: I didn't see them. But I, I was they, able... released
3: a, um, they released a they released they were releasing information I, I got it in my email box obviously I'm, I've got a you know quite an idea on well as far as I remember, I'm still on at least one mailing list because I previously had a subscription with them, so I occasionally get the resubscribe offers but um, I was under the impression that they were releasing some information on um, basically a, a similar spin off to what they did with um, dust five one four but this time they're releasing an oculus rift. Enhanced, uh, like f- um, flight sim. Yeah. Well, that, right, that, but they don't have to be at PAX yeah. to make PAX announcements. That
0: was at. For, okay,
3: I thought. Okay. no, I just thought they were actually demoing that app.
0: That PAX. was being demoed at PAX. I don't. It wasn't really a CCCP booth, to my knowledge. But you're right. They did have that that thing available. I think it was in the Oculus Rift area. Um, but you're right. That so that Oculus Rift flight sim thing has been demoed at three or four conventions now, and I think. They're really going to make it at some point. Um, The problem is, you know, Oculus Rift production units aren't really out there yet, and it's not really hit the mainstream. Um, Everyone's interested.
3: Now that that I've got a job, I'm thinking about getting one.
0: Well, I wouldn't get the dev kit. Well, maybe you would get the dev kit, but...
3: Yeah, well, I'd be more interested in getting the dev kit because, well, yeah.
0: I'm interested in waiting for, like, the higher resolution final product, so... Sure. Yeah, all right. Uh yeah, no you're right. The, so that was there. I, I didn't see their booth though. They were not there like they've been there in years past where they've been promoting the heck out of Eve.
3: Well, I don't think they had a lot to show this time around no. except for what they've been working on as side projects. Yeah.
0: Um and plus they had the they really had a lot of media coverage from their um players what, what their summit. So Oh, think, the the CSM.
3: Yeah, Council I think that I think Sterling. that kind of
0: affected their convention plans this year given they they just handled things a little different. Um because they were on all the mainstream sites. They got a lot of coverage out of that. Alright, Double Finds Costume Quest. A great little RPG, highly recommended. Available on iOS for five bucks now. So
2: if you want the garments on Ice DLC, it's an additional $1.99. Oh,
0: okay. I didn't realize that. So seven bucks to get everything. Um which by the way, it all ends here's a minor spoiler for Conqu- Costume Quest.
2: No, nope, nope. All right, I'm going to mute
0: you. Have you not played it yet? Oh, you can't hear me. All right, well, whatever. Um, There needs to be a sequel to that game. And I don't know why they haven't announced one yet. Darkest Dungeon trailer introduces an uncompromising RPG. So this is Red Hook Studios' game. Uh, It's called Darkest Dungeon. It is... I I don't know. I, I guess it's supposed to be pretty dark. Um, hence the name Darkest Dungeon, in that you know, the true cost of adventuring is the phrase they're tossing around. So I guess you're going to make choices and people are going to die and it's going to be a bad story. So I don't know what's up with that. Um, Yeah. You can look into Darkest Dungeon um, on the various trailer sources and stuff. (coughs) I don't know anything about Darkest Dungeon other than the little bit we've heard like in this story. Uh, has anyone been following this? Is this, it's, It feels like it's coming out of nowhere to me.
1: Yeah, it kind of feels like that to me, too.
0: Yeah. I'll be honest, I've never heard of it. I have
2: no idea what you're talking about. Mm. All
0: right. uh, Activision Blizzard is finalizing the purchase of Vivendi, the and they think it's going to be done by October 15th. And Oh, and they have an update saying it's been completed, so... I guess Can't that, stop that train I not. guess that appeal is done. Um, uh,
2: World's largest indie developer.
0: I'm just reading a little bit here saying... Yeah, so I guess they got it done before. I think they may have avoided the lawsuit stuff by getting it done quickly. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I don't care. So it, it's done for now until we hear further. <laughs> and uh, they, they are the largest independent developer. Slash publisher <laughs> so figure that out you know here's my thing how do we define independent if you don't have a parent company okay so you can publish your own stuff and b- still be independent you think
2: well they're only publishing their own stuff right
0: oh yeah because indies don't have publishers typically. okay never mind good good call Wait, unless you're unless
2: you're Nicholas who's the world's who's the who's an indie publisher
0: oh hmm. Nicholas 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 yeah whatever uh, oh, here we go. And news out of the Tales studio. This concerns, of course, John Yearworth, our biggest Tales fan on the podcast. Uh, let's see. Let me find some of the quotes they have. Uh, they have a quest to, quote, make attractive JRPGs. And we are trying hard to bring one new title a year. Uh, we start developing the next, next Tales title while working on the current one. Uh, da, 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 da. they're going to have a compendium of Tales titles, which have remastered versions of 2003's Tales of Symphonia and Tales of Symphonia Dawn of the New World. And you can have a collector's edition that has art books and stuff like that and figurines and blah, 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 blah. So, I don't know. Uh, Sy- Symphonia is getting this treatment because it's a big turning point in the ta- Tale series because it moved from 2D to 3D. And do you think Symphonia is worthy of uh, all this attention, John?
3: Um, Simon, mean, you've caught me in the middle of eating a rich tea biscuit. Well, you um, know
0: that is not my fault that you're choosing to chew- eat tea biscuits during the show. Hey, it's I'm not British. You're long-winded, long Chris.
3: Um, Symphonia probably is. Um. I kind of really need to sit down and replay it, and thankfully the SHD version kind of lets me. Um, the only thing I, ca- I think I kind of lose out on in this instance, though, is when I first played through um, Symphonia, I did it with a couple of friends. I like I played my, most of the second half of the game through with two friends of mine playing co-op, which was a hell of a lot of fun. Um, and I I don't think if I played it now I'd have access to the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um I generally really like the current stable of Tales games, like where the series has gone. Um, Tales of Zillia, Tales of Zillia Two, uh, Tales of Vesperia, Tales of Graces F. They're all really good games, um, and personally, I've always put them ahead of um, Symphonia. Um, I'm not really. I think I kind of. I, I think I just kind of need to replay it just so I kind of figure out where it sits in my sort of personal Tales ranking again.
0: Well, you'll get that chance with the uh, with the re-release, and uh, they're hoping to put out more anniversary content. But I guess fans got worried that if they start doing remakes, they're not going to put out as many new titles, and they wanted to reassure people and say, "No, no, no, we're still going to do new titles."
3: Well, the other thing I'd be I'd be careful of doing is don't. Uh, there has been a uh, there was at least one game that was rushed to meet an anniversary deadline. I wouldn't want the same thing to happen again. Oh, really. Hmm. Yeah, in Japan, uh, Tales of the Abyss was rushed to release. Uh, rushed to meet the, I believe it was the um, uh, fifteenth uh, Tales of anniversary.
1: Mm-hmm. Isn't that why they remade it on the 3DS to make it better?
3: Uh, no, because as far as I remember, um, the like mostly the fully complete version was released in the US a few months later.
0: Gotcha. Speaking of, there's a copy of that sitting on our kitchen table. Because somebody's using Anna as a proxy buyer to order the Tales of games off eBay.
1: <laughs> yeah, it turns out that it's right, a lot cheaper Amazon. to get it in North America than Europe.
0: Yeah, what a shock. Were you surprised? Because I was surprised. I don't know. All right. With that, I'm out of news, everybody. So, oh, I got some stuff. Yo, hit me. Um, American Apparel makes
2: the ugliest clothing on the planet. Okay, good to know. Anna, have you figured that out yet? Now that you live here?
0: I don't think she stepped in an American Apparel. No, no but you I haven't.
2: See them. Have you seen any women wearing what looks like a brown sack?
1: <laughs> I can mm, say no. I don't think so,
2: no. Oh, you're lucky. You've been insulated.
0: We're in okay, Wisconsin. How about this? <laughs> it takes a Just while to get one. here.
2: So what's our question of the week?
0: Oh. Hmm. Who's your starter Pokemon?
2: Okay, there you go. I got two questions for you. Number one, who's your starter Pokemon? If you're playing Pokemon XY. Oh, which version did you get? Did you get yeah. X or Y and... Hold why?
0: Yeah, and why'd you choose one of the other? Yep.
2: And finally, if you have, if you're looking for any cool marriage advice or good tips on a nice newlywed marriage, send them in to Chris and Anna.
0: Oh goodness! What? No. Oh, I they love totally it. They totally would be so much fun yeah, on, on the air. Yeah, why not? Let's do it. <sighs> It'd be so it's, fun. It's <laughs> gonna be terrible.
2: <laughs> there you All go.
0: All right. If you'd Ask like to send newlyweds. feedback to the show, send it to podcast at dot com. You heard him. Send in your decision of which Pokemon you got and why and what starter you're going to choose as well as any marriage advice you have for me and Anna or questions about newly wed life um, and- I
1: finished the first gym by the way
0: oh good for you um, I'm insanely jealous and I'm going to take the battery out of your 3DS later alright so with that <laughs> uh, um, yes it is still about the M&M Seraphim you can join us in our chat room and make fun of us during the show at rpgamer.com slash live at 9am pacific noon eastern every Saturday And um, let's see. What else we got? Oh, we have a message board at board.rpgamer.com. Go to the show thread. Have fun talking with other people about the show, with the hosts themselves, and maybe your feedback will be read here on the show. And of course, you can call our Google voicemail at 608-729-4098, and we'll play your call on the show. But please keep it to a pithy, short and pithy, 30 seconds or less. With that, I think we're done, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us for RPG Cast this week. We will catch you next week. And uh, is anything big coming out? I don't remember. Uh, pumpkin spice lattes. Pumpkin spice lattes and more uh, next week's
3: RPG Cast. Bye, everybody. Bye bye. Bye bye now. I need to get dinner. Pumpkin spice latte.